Hello there and welcome to the Effect Your Life podcast where we inspire you to live and lead by design. I'm so excited about this episode because um, it marks the end of the six part series that we started looking at six questions that we need to ask as disciples in order to live effectively. Very interestingly, these six questions can also come in the form of six vital relationships that every disciple must actually be aware of and intentionally pursue in order to be effective. And we see that these six relationships were relationships that Paul actually practiced intentionally. And perhaps one of the reasons why he was very effective as a disciple. So most importantly, Paul started the journey um, asking and answering the question, who is your Lord? Where when he meets the Lord on his way to Damascus, he asks the question, Lord, what will you have me do? So after the question of who is your Lord, then we look at the question, who are you? And basically, this is where uh, we find ourselves in our Lord. You know, just as it's impossible to talk about sonship without fatherhood, um, it's, it's almost impossible to talk about who you are without first talking about who your Lord is. And then we looked at the third question, uh, who is your Barnabas? Then we looked at the question, who is your Timothy? And then we moved on to look at the question, where is your Antioch? And finally, today, we are looking at the question, where is your Macedonia? Um, So I'm I'm going to be capturing this story from a very interesting text in the book, in the book of Acts, of course, as you know. Um, So in Acts chapter 16, Paul is on his second missionary journey and so he's going round about the area strengthening the churches and encouraging the brethren. So he's at Lystra now and he meets Timothy and obviously Timothy has a good report amongst uh, the people that are in Lystra and Iconium. So Paul then takes on Timothy as his disciple and then from there they progress. Um, So I'll just read from the scripture from verse 6, just so you follow the context upon which um, this particular episode will be laid. So in Acts chapter 16 from verse 6, it says, Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mesia, they assayed to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. In other words, the Spirit did not allow them to. And they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord has called us for to preach the gospel unto them and verse 11 therefore losing from Troas we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis 
Well, you see that the very interesting um, occurrence in this particular um, chapter of the scripture is that um, going forward, Paul attempts to go to Asia to preach, but then he's restricted by the Holy Spirit. He goes, he tries to go to Bithynia to preach, but then he's as well restricted by the Holy Spirit. And I think that's something that's very fundamental here as we look in look in-depthly into the question of where is your Macedonia, is the place of the Holy Spirit. In other words, um, the Holy Spirit's leading guidance and direction cannot be overemphasized and should not be underestimated when it comes to plotting the graph of our life and destiny, you know, because the Holy Spirit really is the one that gives us insight into what needs to be done per time. And you see that one of the very crucial things about the Macedonia uh, or the Macedonian call is its time relevance. You wouldn't want to be anywhere else when it's time for you to be in Macedonia. You wouldn't want to be in Bithynia when you should be in Macedonia. You wouldn't want to be in Asia when you should be in Macedonia. So there is that time variable, that time relevance um, to the Macedonian call. And so um, Paul is restricted. Paul and his traveling companions are restricted from going forward. Um, and so they are Troas. And I can imagine Paul at Troas um, wondering, where, where then should we go, Lord? We tried to go to Asia, you said no. We tried to head for Bithynia, you said no. Then where should we go? And so Paul is at Troas wondering where next he should go. And so you see that sometimes it's actually okay to be at your Troas because the Troas is where you actually anticipate what next from the Holy Spirit particularly regarding his timing and, and the location for where he should be at that time. And so Paul is in Troas, and while he's anticipating the what next, then he sees a vision. And the vision, he sees a man asking of him, praying of him to come over to Macedonia and to help. And then he wakes up, like we read in the text, and eventually they make their way uh, to Macedonia. But you see that the very um, intriguing thing about the Macedonian call or Paul's call to Macedonia actually meant for him leaving a familiar territory for an unfamiliar territory. You know, like I mentioned all the while, Paul had been traveling about, encouraging the brethren and strengthening the churches that he knew, but he had never traveled as far as Macedonia. For Paul, Macedonia was an uncharted territory. It was an unfamiliar territory. It was an unventured territory. He hadn't thought about it. He had not rehearsed it. He had not planned the journey for Macedonia, but here he was being called to Macedonia. And so that's the thing about the call to Macedonia. It's, it's about us leaving out our familiar territory for an unfamiliar territory. It's about stepping out of our comfort zone. And you see that the very interesting thing about Paul's response to this call to Macedonia is that because of this single act of obedience, the gospel went westward. And so we see that uh, Bible scholars believe that Europe and the Western world were eventually evangelized because of Paul's response to this call. And I think that that's amazing. And so for us as believers, we come to realize that our Macedonia is actually our, is actually our mission field is that, that place that transcends our comfort zone because we grow to a place of comfort where all that we do in response to God and our service for him is as a result of all that we've grown used to doing. Okay, but there comes a time where we are called out of what we are used to doing into something new. 
into the fuller picture and that would mean that we would have to leave our comfort zone that would mean that we would have to leave a familiar territory and by implication that could mean a new people group meeting the new people group say for example you have to leave Sierra Leone, Sierra Leone for the United Kingdom uh, it could also mean you know moving to a new place it could mean a um, new opportunities it could mean new relationships it could mean a new phase of ministry or even an area of service that perhaps you've never thought about okay and so that gives us the understanding that um that answering the question where is your macedonia is not necessarily a location dependent stuff so it mustn't be um location wise particularly it could be it's 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 more about the the intent of the purpose okay and and the character char- characteristics pardon me that comes with the call so the macedonian call is not necessarily um a, a physical location call as it were uh, as opposed to as compared to what really happens in the in the light of the call you know it's that place that god really wants us to stretch um god really wants the work to move forward um beyond what we know it to be and we see particularly that paul's when we answer the question where is your macedonia you see that macedonia is actually a place that you see in your vision and by that i, I do not necessarily mean visions of the night macedonia basically is a place that you have an insight about it could be true very deep impressions that you receive in your spirit it's a place that comes with a sense of guidance and an instruction as it were as it's presented to us no sometimes it comes as impossible places places that we've not thought about but we see that particularly as we see in the case of Paul it's in that Macedonia that people are in need of help and that's one way we get to identify the Macedonia it's that place where people are not just in need of help but are in need in particular need of our help okay so um you know we could have a million people being in need of a particular help but in 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 terms of you and where your macedonia is the people there are in particular need of your help in other words it has to be you okay and and so paul saw that okay the man who prayed in the vision said come over and help us okay and you you come to realize that you have been called to render that help so it's not just about you being you know called or summoned but also being aware that you have been um equipped to render that help as at the time that the call is made onto you and usually the macedonian call um is one that doesn't come to meet us it's something it's one that we actually go to meet it's quite interesting that um for jesus to fulfill his ministry to us as as uh, people on the face of the earth uh, we didn't need to go to him he came to us to fulfill his ministry to fulfill um the price for salvation and redemption of mankind okay so it was him himself who came down to us to minister and to salvage us and to save us and so it is with the nature of you know the question where is your macedonia it's not necessarily a place that comes to you usually it's a place that you go to and you do not just go to this place you go to this place with a message you go 
to this place with a message and from the scripture that we read you know the bible told us that when paul came out of the vision he said now the man when he appeared to him in the vision didn't tell him come and preach to us the man only said come and help us but then when paul came out of the vision he knew that they needed the gospel and then he said the lord has called us to preach the gospel there so he knew the message to the call and so that's the thing about where your macedonia is there is a message that is in response to the help that is needed which you must be aware of and we also see that macedonia is not necessarily an easy place but one thing is certain that fruit will abound and needs will be met it's quite interesting that as Paul ventured into Macedonia, okay, um, we see that his first contact over there in Philippi is that um, is that of Lydia. He meets Lydia, and Lydia is saved. But almost immediately, okay, he ends up in jail himself and Silas. They were flogged and they were put in prison. But this was to the end that the Philippian jailer eventually would get saved. So they, they got flogged, they got, you know, beaten, they got thrown into jail, but then eventually the Philippian jailer gets, gets saved. And so we see that it's not necessarily an easy place, but one thing that is very um, obvious about where Macedonia is, is that a call, um, a fruit of fruits would actually abound. And I, I believe that um, particularly concerning the question, where is your Macedonia, is also being aware of the fact that um, it's a place that we must be at at the right time so it's it's about the the right time right place um variable like i mentioned when we started it's not just about being at a place but being at a place at the expected time or at the set time okay paul wouldn't have been in bithynia or asia at that time then he would have been in macedonia for him, that was his time to be in Macedonia and nowhere else. And so that brings the issue of the timing, that the time variable, it's, it's so important and cannot be overemphasized that it's that we are at the right place at the right time. And it's also very relevant that we are able to nurture our gifts wherever we are and that we blossom where we are planted in view of where God has called us to be in view of where our Macedonia is, in view of that place that will make us leave our comfort zone and stretch, you know, in view of that place that would make us leave familiar territory. You see, it's that place that we grow. You see, one of the reasons why many of us have not stepped into the fullness of God is because we are still in our familiar territories. We're still in our comfort zone, sort of. The places we know how to do things very well. The places that we are used to doing things. Okay, and we're so good at them. And you see that one of the dangers of familiar places and comfort zones is that as a result of practice, there is a tendency to depend less on God because we have been doing these things over and over again. But when there is a place called Macedonia which stretches you forth then there's the need to depend on God the more because this is an unventured and an uncharted territory you know while I talk about this I just you know recall um, one of the paragraphs that uh, my disciple uh, Lee Grady actually um, 
presents in his book set my heart on fire and he says that more than 15 years ago i found myself at the church altar in orlando florida god had been dealing with me about leaving my comfort zone i had a great job at a large christian magazine i had a spacious office a good salary and nice benefits yet i felt spiritually unfulfilled i knew there was an amazing adventure in front of me but i had placed serious limitations on my obedience as i buried my head in the carpet of that sanctuary i realized god was requiring unconditional surrender he wanted me to give to wave a white flag i knew what i had to say but it was difficult to form the words finally i coughed them out i said the same thing the prophet isaiah prayed long ago here i am send me that is what i call a dangerous prayer it's risky because god immediately takes you up on the offer i believe when you utter those simple words heaven takes a polaroid picture of you with your hands up and an amazing process begins he closes in on you in order to crush your fears and demolish your selfishness when i prayed that prayer in 1998 I immediately had a vision where I was still on the floor. I saw a sea of African faces. I knew I would be going to Africa and I was scared to death. I had no idea how I would get there, what I would say, or who would pay for the trip. So I swallowed hard and prayed again. Here I am, send me. Less than 2 years later, I found myself standing on a huge stage in a sports arena in Port Harcourt, Nigeria, speaking to 7000 pastors. I did not enjoy the bumpy flight across the Sahara and my knees were knocking when I preached. I felt as if I had been pushed way out on a limb. But even though I was terrified, my fear was mixed with incredible joy. The Lord had overcome my resistance and he was using me. And since that trip, I have ministered in more than 30 other countries. And you see that's the beautiful thing about answering the question where is your Macedonia? It's a place where you are put in a posture to receive God's help. And um the the, the chapter or the chap the, the paragraphs that I read from um is the from the book um set my heart on fire. by Lee Grady is something that I encourage you to check out. So the question remains do you know your Macedonia? Is it time yet? If not, what are you doing where where you are and how are you getting prepared? The good thing about the call to Macedonia and where your Macedonia is is that it gives you the sense of awareness that there is more and that you can depend on God for the more that there is. So this brings us to to the end of the six part series where we've looked at six questions or six relationships that every disciple must respond to in order to live effectively. I hope this helps you. and i hope that you would not remain the same do live and lead by design i'm emmanuel and i'm effectual bye